0: Hey, everybody. My name's Steve Reagan with CSO Online. Welcome back to Salted Hash. Today, we're going to talk about the ransomware economy and the thriving marketplaces that support it. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Today in the studio, I'm joined by Rick McElroy, a security strategist with Carmen Black. He is the author of a new report about the ransomware economy in the marketplace. Rick, how are you?
1: Good, good. Thanks for having me today.
0: Thanks for coming on to play with us. I appreciate that. So uh, tell me a little bit about your report and what you guys discovered.
1: Um, yeah, so we we spent a few months you know, really looking at dark web marketplaces and um, I think most of the reports out there have been focused on the tail end of the chain, which is how much are companies or individuals paying for ransom. Uh, we wanted to take a different tact. Um, so it kind of started off with our technical uh, analysis unit. Uh, what they did is started researching the actual executables themselves. Um, and then and then we were very curious about who's actually producing these executables. So we started to look at that tier one, right? So the the actual ransom authoring itself. Um, and then uh, uh, all of the services that have that have been built uh, in tier two to enable the
0: economy as well. So let's let's uh, give everybody playing along at home an idea. The tier one of the ransomware economy is essentially the developer, and the, the principal artist behind the ransomware, so to speak. And they go about their their business a couple of different ways. Uh, Chris, here in the studio, is about to throw up a picture for you to look at. This is an example of just a, a single type of ransomware ad. Um, in this particular one, it's uh, Ransomware plus crypto, 100% working, new for 2017. Notice that it's $1,500. So. Uh, this type of ad, Rick, correct me if I'm wrong, this is a upper level type of sale. So he's selling the actual ransomware itself. He's not really piecemealing it out to the other people or is he offering them to get in on the the, the turnkey type business for $1,500? bucks? is this working?
1: Yeah, so I, I would assume that one's turnkey business, right? So uh, mm-hmm. all of the modules are included in that, uh, which is generally indicative of, of, of the pricing. Uh, so, so one of the things we found in our report is the, the average piece is going to sell for about 220 bucks. Um, you can buy pieces of, ex, uh, of ransomware for $0.50, cents, uh, but most of the time that's old. Lots yeah. of times people are buying that to learn how to code this stuff. Um, or they're going to use, you know, maybe one small piece of the code out of it. Uh, But yeah, I I think at the $1,000 and up, those are going to be the DIY kits. Those are going to be targeted uh, uh, ransomware, right? So if I want an author to actually uh, spend some time and write brand new code to go after an organization – uh, it's going to start at fifteen hundred bucks and go up from there. We we saw it as high as uh, thirty five hundred
0: dollars a couple pieces Yeah, and it's as, uh, as we covered when we first wrote about the story the um, The thirty five hundred kits are highly selective and targeted. These are very customized type of solutions, right? It's not just a, it's the thirty five hundred dollar kits are not your generic run-of-the-mill malware There's usually a lot of custom customization. that goes into that stuff, right?
1: That's uh, that's correct. That's correct. Lots of customization. And and if you think about it, I mean, it follows the commercial software market, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if if I'm going to reuse a piece of code on GitHub and I'm a consultant, I'm, I'm probably not going to charge you that much money if I have to go actually write code myself and test it and QA it. Yeah, that, that price tag is going to go up.
0: A lot of the marketplace, too, centers on value add as well, right? So you can do su- custom types of encryption. You can do custom types of file targeting if you wanted to and it just really it's a buyer's market almost at this point they're happy to to code up whatever you need as long as you're willing to pay the price to get what you want out of this right
1: yeah, that's correct. And, and you know one of the kind of trends that we're seeing, and uh, I, I had a recent conversation with some, some folks doing law enforcement globally, uh, is that they're starting to move away from user inboxes, right? Um, this could be due to local language barriers, uh, like I'm targeting a country and I don't actually speak that language. Uh, so it's pretty easy for a user to tell not to click. Um, so so as they're going after, say, other web services that are out there, other vulnerabilities in your environment, um, like, like SQL injection, you know, we've seen that, uh, RDP certainly being used to distribute, um, you know, that, that's really, really gets into, into costing, right? If I'm just sending, you know, spam into people's inboxes and hoping they click, that's going to cost a whole lot less money, right? Cause the infrastructure exists. I don't have to do any customization. Basically, I just need a, a target list.
0: Yep. So towards the end of the report itself, um, We got into a a discussion in the report, and the last time you and I talked about this, we we had a a nice brain session on what type of future ransomware holds. And uh, so I wanted to run that down with you. Uh, One of the first things you brought up was that ransomware will start targeting Linux and server groupings and things like that. Give me your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, so so I think uh, bad guys know, right? Um, We're hosting all kinds of things on Linux. Um, if you look at, uh, uh, in particular, the shadow brokers release, right? So a couple of the tool tools in there specifically target Linux uh, for distribution, um, a day. It's a little similarly, if you think about it, to to kind of how Eternal Blue works uh, for the Linux platform. Um, so, so in my head, it's not going to be much time before that code's actually pulled in. Um, we've seen a couple targeted attacks at Linux that 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 was out there, and then of course uh, you have all of the mobile devices running Android, right? Which is just another variant, um, and and those are up for sale right now. If you if you want, you know, Android Android ransomware, just go buy it.
0: It's like sixteen hundred bucks a pop, I think, if you wanted to to go after some distributions actually the older the android the cheaper the ransomware
1: yeah yeah which is which is interesting when you get into how many people around the world are actually on those flavors and never update their phones i mean the u.s we're pretty good about like running to the next shiny object and and buying it but uh you know you've got large swaths of the world that are that are on really insecure versions of android and and yeah they're they're gonna keep that phone for life
0: so uh Somewhat related to the the whole going after the server thing is selective file type targeting. Uh, you had brought up a point of them going after CAD files, for example, and the you you made that point almost a month after Fumita, uh one of my co-hosts, and I had talked about ransomware evolution and then one of the things i said was imagine ransomware that targets design files in the industrial space so your 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 thoughts that it would go after cad really struck a chord with me one of the the hardest things about ransomware to get a, get across is to break people out of the habit of paying the ransom you know doing the the yeah. basics and getting solid backups if ransomware started targeting cad files as you say it's the fight to keep them from paying is that going to get worse on us or better? I uh,
1: I think uh, you would see a large amount of increase in prevention, right? Uh, and and I'll say that on the disaster recovery side too, right? Because I look at ransomware like if it, it if it ransoms something important enough, that's a cyber disaster. If it, if it ransoms a laptop, eh, I got a user that's down for a while, right? So so I think. Uh, as they become more targeted, uh, and this is work like this in any number of attacks, it's not just ransomware, It's we're just going to see the same evolution, um, is that now I know... Uh, what's important to you as an organization, right? And once I know what's important to you, that's really the pain point that I wanna drive home with my extortion. Ransomware happens to be the method to extort you. Um, So I'm gonna go after the most painful thing I can. If you're an e-commerce site, I wanna take down your front end and ransom that, right? Um, If you're a highly transactional shop that that handles big data and does a lot of stuff in databases, well, I want your databases, right? Because if I shut those down, the likelihood you're gonna pay an increased fee and continue to pay is is high right so um yeah. so so kind of moving away from spray and pray um you you've now got more sophisticated actors that are that, that have done other cyber crimes uh so they're using that knowledge uh and they're building on each one of these campaigns because Ah, uh, let's not forget that the the infrastructure hosters uh, and the folks distributing this stuff uh, keep metrics. So they know which organizations pay, how fast they paid, what they paid, um they know which countries are more likely to pay, um, and all of that stuff uh, is, is gonna feed back into their ransomware programs and make them better, just like it does on the on the defensive side.
0: Good point. good point. so let's let's move forward a little bit off of that. And what about ransomware that? Uh does other nefarious things before or almost during the attack, like exfil data. What about, what, what do you think on that?
1: So, so we've seen uh, lateral movement uh, as an example re- with the last three pieces of ransomware that have come out. Um, we we've seen credential theft, uh, out of at least two of them. Uh, so yes, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a question of, um, I think it's more of a question of what capabilities am I going to build into my ransomware? So I know ransomware is landing on a disk. I know I can evade AB. I know I can execute a set of things. I know I have command and control over the endpoint. Uh, at that point, what can an attacker do, right? So, So I think... As they're looking at incorporating uh, methods from other attacks into ransomware, they're just going to automate it, right? So uh, I expect to see uh, credential harvesting. I expect to see those sold uh, mm-hmm. on the dark web, right? So I'm either going to use those for another attack or I'm going to go sell them as a, a, a another way to diversify my income mm-hmm. as a cyber criminal.
0: So what about ransomware is the last resort type of situation where they... I couldn't pop your database. I couldn't, you know, get your people to spill their credentials. Well, then here, click this file type of you know snarky attack to just hit them as a last resort. What do you think of that? To- totally.
1: And, and so, so to that point, I, I would say it's, it's kind of two pieces on that one. Um, yes, we've seen in the wild that's occurred. Uh, you know, we've also seen like wipers, right? So, Hey, I'm not going to ransom. I'm just going to delete all your data on the way out. Um, I think two, uh, and you you've been in the industry long enough to remember this. Some of the new folks might not, um, but like back back in the day, um, it wasn't ransomware; it was like DDoS, right? Uh, yeah. And it would be it would be used to like distract the teams. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I've done this on pen where I'm like, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it really loud uh, on, on this side mm-hmm. of the engagement. And then as you're responding to your router switches and server stack being down, awesome. Then, you know, we're doing all of the stuff on the back end. Um, so, so I think you're going to see uh, uh, both of those happen, right? Where it's it's used as a distraction because they know that the teams out there are understaffed. Uh, and then it's also going to be used as the last resort. So, hey, these attacks didn't work. I couldn't steal your credentials to sell them or I couldn't steal your your social security database. Uh, then I'm going to get some, some form of money back for the time that I spent in your environment.
0: Do you ever think ransomware be, could be used? One of the nightmare scenarios I came up with is ransomware being used as leverage, not to get money from a, a victim. But let's say I know your shop has access to another client, and oh. I need your access to them, so I ransomware you. You know, I just totally crypt everything I can get my hands on, and I tell you, you need to keep your mouth shut about this. You're going to give me these credentials and I'm going to go do what I need to do. And then I will come back and unlock all this stuff. That's proof. Here's your email back. Make sure you don't talk, you know, just some sort of leverage like that. That's my nightmare scenario because in that case, you know, the adage of don't pay the ransom. Well, there, there, there is no payment involved here except you're giving up something else. So what, what do you do? Do you give up your your client's credentials and keep your mouth shut? Do you you know try to thwart the attack? I mean,
1: how man. would we even know? Like, would that ever get reported? Because because I would tell you, like most people, yeah. in no way, shape, or form, are yeah. going to report that ever. Right? I don't think
0: anybody would ever report it. That would be the really, but that's my nightmare scenario now. If you think yeah, about, like, so so blackmail
1: is ransomware instead of cyber extortion as as ransomware. Yeah.
0: And if you think about it, I mean, it's so easy now to get some of these these payloads onto a, a given system. And it's
1: so easy, yeah.
0: Regardless of how we preach against it, flat networks are everywhere. And you hit one, you've hit them all. I mean, think of think of how many times your red teamers out at the company where you are, think of how many times they've walked in and literally jacked in in the lobby. Ta-da, they're done. All the time. And that's sad. But yet one person getting ransomware on that network would likely spread to everyone else because if it's that flat from the front, you know, it's, it's like that all over. And it's, that's the scary part is, you know, if they come in and they hit these, these pain points, would you give up a, a, a customer's password in order to get all your data back?
1: I, I think if you look at uh, cr- crime in the physical world. Uh, and And you put that comparison. Yes, people have been blackmailed into Giving oh, yeah. up secrets before, right? Uh, that that that's happened uh, uh, through a number of different means. So so no, I would not put that scenario outside the realm of possibility, yeah. especially um if you if you put your intelligence agency hat on. Oh. right? So <laughs> so I either have scoop on you or I'm taking down your systems until you allow me access. and hmm. um, and 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 I think uh, you know one of the, kind of nightmare scenarios, uh, based with some anecdotal evidence, um, around that is, Hey, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a country like North Korea and I have sanctions, so I can't use normal banking methods, uh, to, to, to pay for things like my nuclear program. Um, so why can't I start ransoming and actually subverting sanctions on my, in my country by, uh, this influx of cash coming in via Bitcoin? Yeah. Uh I, I could just tell you, like if if I was running cyber in North Korea, I, I would consider uh, diversifying my revenue stream into ransomware. I mean, uh, it it would just make sense,
0: yeah, no I <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. I like this. So going back a little bit to to some of the research you guys did over the last couple of months, what was it about the marketplace that really struck a nerve with you? what What like gave you that wow factor?
1: You know that 2,500% growth number, um, and and you know we don't have an exact count of how many developers are on that side, right? So it could be one individual selling multiple pieces, but uh, I mean if, if you put a base statistical model on it, um, it concerns me because we're not we're not putting enough butts and seats on the defensive side of the house, right? So I, I run around the world, and I'm constantly preaching about our army being too small, right? Um, I mean, I, I'm out of colleges, universities, I, I even do work at middle schools, like trying to convince kids to get into cybersecurity because we need a bigger army. Um, and then I look on the dark web and I'm like, they're outpacing us, oh, yeah. uh, they they're they're, they're going to start outpacing our innovation soon. I mean we're we're a little we've got some really smart CTOs and stuff on our side, but uh, but yeah, I mean they're they're making forays forays into in the machine learning right and and AI based offensive capabilities and and all of these things uh, because we're paying the ransoms right, so we're really funding future cybercrime as well um, as part of this and. Probably the hardest thing I've had to talk about is, you know, my stance that if we wanted to end this problem, everybody across the world should just stop getting extorted and stop paying the payments. That is a little pie in the sky, right? Um, But really the point out there for business owners, for people running programs is if you think help's coming anytime soon, it's not. Um, certainly, vendors uh, like Carbon Black can provide, you know, prevention and and all of that good stuff. But do do the fundamentals. Invest in your programs. Um, but but law enforcement isn't going to be there to help, and it's not their fault. They just don't have enough people. Uh, legislatively, we need a lot of rules in place to go start doing some of these these market takedowns. And mm-hmm. um, so for organizations, we're dealing with the problem, um, and and we just we got to stop paying, right? So so do backups well. I mean, I've talked to people out there who aren't aren't doing anything fancy, right? They, they, they have continuous backups and continuous restorations or <laughs> you know they roll back configs if something changes uh, and they consider that prevention and I would too because at the end of the day, they prevented paying the ransomware. Yeah,
0: right? I was gonna say it worked at the end. Of, I uh, recently wrote a story about a, a lawyer or a guy who does IT for a, a law firm, I should say. And you know, he, he's been hit by ransomware twice and recovered his system within a, an hour and it's because he had solid backups. He literally just blew the image off put a new one on, uploaded yesterday's backups to you, ta-da, have a nice day. You're done. And yep. when his backups got infected by ransomware, that was a lesson for him to learn. And unbeknownst to anybody, they thought they were all doomed. No, he had off-site backups. Every day he took, down, he took a, the backups he had made, put them on a personal drive for himself, put them home in his gun safe. You gotta admire that. I mean, here's here's a person that you know is like, just in case, I've got these offsite, and that's what they use to rebuild everything with. And now it's just commonplace policy for him. Everything goes offsite. These simple, basic building blocks is what prevented ransomware from actually doing anything maddening or chaotic on his network. And it's not just ransomware. We talk about ransomware like it's some sort of golden boogeyman who's going to come in and ruin your network. And that's just not the case. You know, a simple backdoor on your computer can do it. A phishing attack that that costs you your 0365 credentials, that could be devastating. You know, and it, these there are, there are basics to deal with all of that. It's not just ransomware you have to worry about. In fact, if you're building your security model around ransomware or the threat of ransomware, you're doing it wrong. And I I think there needs to be a lot of of education on the basic front because it seems like everybody wants to go buy a blinking box and think that that's going to fix their problem when half the time you don't even put the blocks in correctly. So why did you buy it if you don't even know how to install it right? Yep. Just yeah, we'd story. be happy to
1: sell your product, yeah, right? I mean, course. I'm sure there's no salesperson in my company that would that would refuse to you know sell Carbon Black to prevent ransomware, right? But uh, the problem I is t-
0: putting it in. Mm-hmm. Even if they did, if they didn't do it right, what's right. What, they just wasted all their money. And no offense to Carbon Black, you can, I'm sure you no, guys I'll, have I'll, a good I'll, product I'll, and you do a good thing. But I would yeah. completely argue that just because they bought you, if they didn't do it right, they wasted all their money. They've bought shelfware, and that's just ah, that's yeah. not a good thing at all. 100 percent
1: yeah and and you know that's something i talk to teams about too is like buy buy a tool attune it uh stick with it let your team put it in the uh, operations instead oh, yeah. of just running off to the next thing um but as an example you know Carbon Black, we've done five webinars on ransomware in the last uh three months right
0: but that's what Every your customers are looking for i mean you have to go with kind of what they're going on which is it it, it is but
1: to the point, like the, the, the last thing I talked about was like, uh, our stuff, right. Mm-hmm. And how we're actually preventing it. And, and I would say, like, I spent a minute and a half, the rest of the entire webinars were about going back to the basics of fundamentals, you know, uh, starting with a conversation with, uh, your business continuity team, if you have a mature enough program. And if you don't, yeah, a conversation with legal and your CEO, are we mm-hmm. going to pay or not? That's a great place to start. Right. right? Um, then, then you can start to build the conversation on here, here's what we're actually going to need to do or put in place to, to be re- cyber resilient um, is the term I'll use on that. And, and I love your point, which is th- this should be a thing for any, any cyber attack. Like ransomware happens to be the one that's like the loudest right now and gets the most coverage and, and, and sort of puts a skull in your face, right on your system. But uh, you know, this could be, this could be a memory based attack that leads to PowerShell running around. It it doesn't actually matter. It could be a DDoS. Like you should be resilient from that stuff and um, build your system so that it doesn't actually matter when the bad guys hit you.
0: I think the, the end of the day, it's, it's just really, you know, uh, there there's an old old acronym KISS you know keep it simple and, and and I think that you know that that definitely definitely applies to security so rick thanks a lot for coming out and talking with me I appreciate you having on the appearing on the big monitor in the sky with me here and no thank you guys to everyone else you can read more about ransomware and the growing market of it on the uh, CSO online we published a story about it earlier this week And stay tuned for more information on Salted Hash. I've been your host, Steve Reagan. Have a good night.